Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the co-host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And Mike, we're setting a new record, brother. Mike Marino is back in the house once again. How are you doing? The other co-host is here. Yeah, this is Mike Marino again at home, believe it or not. My God, does your wife know? Or are you just I, hiding it back in the office? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my office because it's cold outside and she's in the house. But yeah, I got my space. I said, it's Tyler time. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. That sounds weird to hear, for me to sit there and say your wife. Because when I think about you and the word wife, I never thought those two things would come together. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a bachelor forever. By the way, you're in a cabin also away from your wife. So I am. We, we Yeah, that's we're both in, in our little bachelor cabins. Yeah. Yes. I am, I, I am out in the woods unsupervised. <laughs> yeah. I know I, you guys, I, I told you I had a bucket list item of, always, of driving the conk train. I've always wanted to do that. And that's something I accomplished this year. I went through the training and I drove the conk train for a couple months. I absolutely loved it. But I got to tell you, I missed having my life. <laughs> so, uh, but honestly, I've been here in Tampa for the last few weeks. I've had some issues with my mom. Uh, my family issues that I've had to take care of here. So I've been up in the Tarpon Springs and Tampa area uh, for the last few weeks. So I had to had to take a leave of absence or quit or whatever you want to look at it from the conk train. And I'm uh, back doing my normal thing, my doing my real estate activities and learning new things and working on getting the Division Street property sold and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm here and uh, I'm right now, I'm up at my property up near Cedar Key, uh, but I've been staying at Tarpon Springs at one of my other properties. Uh, for the last few weeks and jill will be coming up next this week this week Ooh, friday yeah that means, I gotta, Christmas. I, that means i gotta fold my laundry and put it away <laughs> and re-gift some items that she gave you last year yeah we don't you know <laughs> believe it or not jill and i do not do do not do gifts really like we don't that. buy each other gifts uh because we've achieved we've achieved the point in our life where we already have everything we want including each other so we go out and buy cool stuff together that's cool. I'm not much of a gift person either. That you yeah. know, they do the whole love language test. Janelle and I, we're not gift people, so it's perfect right. that way. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm just not. Never have been. Drives my my daughters crazy because they love, you know, the, the, I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. By the way, if you ever been to Key, I haven't been to Key West for Christmas. I strongly suggest you try oh, it out. Yeah. Most beautiful place on earth during Christmas. You see uh, in shorts down there. Right, and it's seventy degrees, so you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've just never been much for, I don't really like receiving gifts so much. Uh, now that I'm older, when I was a kid, I did. But as an adult, it just seems kind of pointless. But uh, anyway, how are you doing? Life's good. You know, I, I can hear, I can hear in my ear. The listeners are curious. Tyler's been self-employed. What's all self-employed, not unemployed, because he's always busy for years. And yep. then all of a sudden he got a W-2 job with the contract. How did that feel? To go back into the rat, well, I, not really the rat race, but the W two world. Well, I didn't do it for money, first of all. So I didn't really care about the paycheck. I just always wanted to do that gig so I could say I've done it. I don't know why. It's one of those things. It's like you know, I, I always thought it'd be cool to to be a firefighter. So I went and got certified as a firefighter. Uh, same thing as being a police officer. Got certified for that. This is one of those things. When I discover something I want to try, I try it out, and there you go. But I can tell you one of the things that I missed terribly was not having control over my schedule. Now, I had explained to them that I'm financially independent, but I'm here to give the tours and I'm passionate about giving the tour. 
told my or telling my boss this, and my boss is looking at me like I got three heads. <laughs> <laughs> Financially, what? <laughs> right. And he's like, at Christmas time, you can work 18 hours a day and you can drive all these tours and you're gonna make thousands of dollars doing that, you know, every week. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean I gotta drive people around on the conk train and not say anything? Not give a tour? Just show them Christmas lights? I'd rather sit in the back. <laughs> you don't get it. I'm not here because I'm live the rest of my life on the clock. I'm here because I'm passionate about QS history. And I, this will force me to deep dive and learn even more. Uh, and they were, they just didn't know how to take me. <laughs> how did it feel to you? I mean, it was, this is the first time you've had a WD job when you didn't need one, I guess. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, it's not the first time I've had one when I didn't need one, but it's been probably, my God, the last time I worked a W-2 job was when I was with Noah, and that was in 2014. So what is this, 2023? It's been nine years. Uh, my biggest struggle, honestly, was not having being in control of my time. That really, that kept me awake at night. Now, the thing you got to understand about me, Mike, is that you knew me when I was an employee before back at NOAA. I'm a great employee. I'm the guy that shows up early, stays late, never complains, works 10 times harder than I should. I'm the guy that always gives great, gets great reviews because I am passionate. I have a, an incredible work ethic. It's true. But I very quickly get frustrated when other people don't share that work ethic, right? Now, at the Kong train, it's, everybody's pretty, pretty cool. So I really dug that place. That the one thing I loved about it is the community of people that work there. It's truly like a big family. I mean, we're going to the holiday party. I don't even work there anymore uh, in January just because I love all the people there and they're awesome. And they're like, yeah, you're still coming to the party. It's like, it's not like we, I left on bad terms. I just needed to take care of some pressing family issues that didn't line up with their schedule. And I want, I've, I've kind of already got out of it what I needed, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So family first, family's more important. And right now I got to focus on family. Uh, and that's my top priority. But I will say that the time, the time thing was tough. Like, God, how many times did you and I have to talk at eight o'clock at night? But you did. You did. did. And, but I would much rather talk to you at three o'clock in the afternoon. No offense, <laughs> no. but I mean, you're flying. So guys, you, you don't see behind the scenes. Mike's an airline pilot. So his time is not his own. Uh, and I, when I was working at W2, even for a short period of time, my time was not my own during the day. I could do nothing because I was giving tours. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I was completely handicapped my time. Uh, I couldn't get on the phone. I couldn't just be Tyler. And that really, I had a tough time with that so much so that it overpowered the joy I got from giving the tours. If that oh, makes sense. Yeah. Cause I know you loved giving tours. You're yeah. Cause I love to make people laugh. I love to be a showman. That's just who I am. But, you know, not being able to do my normal business didn't make sense for me. I mean, I'm a real estate guy. That's what I do. Right. Uh, and, you know, I couldn't get to the cabin. I mean, my God, it's been months and months and months since I've been able to get up to the cabin. Of course, then I get here, Mike, and there's all these things to do because I haven't been here. So it's like I used to come here once or twice a month, I would get on a plane on a Monday, fly to the cabin and be back in Key West by Wednesday and feel perfectly refreshed. And when I took a real job, that couldn't 
work. That just didn't make sense. So there we go. Solved that problem, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just found it interesting because, you know, obviously we're all trying to get to the financial independence, financial freedom. And to see you dip your toe back into the old world, I find it really fascinating because obviously you went in with a different frame of mind and you came out with a different frame of mind. Here's the other piece of it. The perception, people's perception of their income is shocking to me. You know, when you're a realtor or you're on, you you live your life on commission, when I make a, when I make a paycheck, it's a big one because I don't get paid by the hour. But when you get paid by the hour and you're talking amongst your coworkers and they're like, man, during Christmas, you're going to make amazing money. So the closer you get, you start getting excited. And then you start asking questions like, well, what does that look like? Well, that looks like you're going to work 18 hours a day and you're going to make all this tip money. What's great tip money? Oh man, some months, some days I made like a thousand dollars in tips. I'm like, well, how many consecutive days did that happen? Oh, yeah. well, it wasn't, but it was like, you know, one day I made a thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, I, I, that's, a, I have a hard time with that. <laughs> I, Jill and I have always been planners when it comes to our income and we do buckets. In other words, our living expenses, we we're savers. And I know what Robert Kiyosaki says about savers, losers and yada, yada, yada. But I like the peace of mind knowing that all of my financial commitments are already spoken for. I don't use debt and all this other crazy stuff. And I noticed that when I would get a paycheck, there would be arbitrarily, there, sometimes I wouldn't get an, as many hours I did the week before. Therefore, my paycheck was significantly less. Or when benefits kick in, benefits are grossly overrated, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not a guy that really gets sick. And it was a couple hundred dollars every two weeks coming out of my check. And you people at home are probably going, oh, shut up, first world problems. It's true. I had forgotten about that. It's been a long time since I've been on someone's payroll. And, uh, I had the, the clincher, I'll be honest with you, when it came time for Thanksgiving is I had said, hey, I'm coming up from uh, Thanksgiving. I'm seeing my daughter's skin from Seattle. And I had to ask permission, which is foreign to me. I'm not used to having to ask someone for permission at 53 years old to do anything at all, ever. <laughs> so I capitulated, but I didn't like the feeling. And I think that's what's always fueled my passion. Now I've reinvigorated. It's fueled my passion towards entrepreneurship. Wow. You know. Dipped your toe back in and now you went out to the old world. And Well, because, you know, I've helped a lot of people get financially free. Over the years, this podcast, the YouTube channel, all that we've done here at Cashflow Guys, we've helped a lot of people, but for the most part, for free, get a certain level of financial freedom. I'm proud to announce one of my former students uh his name is vlad he immigrated here from the from ukraine and he is rushing it he owns a company called anopoly he's a millionaire now and he owns a big company down in miami called anopoly he got the big yacht i don't think he's 30 years old yet and he's a multi multi-millionaire because he applied the principles that i've been teaching all these years so shout out to you vlad i'm i'm glad that you're crushing it i'm seeing your stuff on instagram and he's just doing a great thing um uh, and that's kind of what this year, what I want to leave you guys with is if things didn't go your way this year or haven't gone your way for quite a while, it's not over yet, right? I don't can't tell you how many times I've evolved, had to re-evolve myself because things have changed. Mike, I know you've gone through that. Uh, you were an engineer. 
went to college for engineering, come out, you go get the job and whatever, but you realize that you don't like being an engineer. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Even though you got the, you had a, uh, you had it, you were hooked up as a government contractor. It was less ideal than what you had thought it would be. That's right. But what I admire about you, and I've always admired about you, is that you have the courage, albeit the balls, to to go make a change. Because Mike Marino is not an engineer. He really wants to do something different. And that turned into, you were going to join NOAA, right? Now you could get into the, the merchant marine side of things. You decide that then, and don't only put words in your mouth, aviation is really where your heart is. And you're able to use that time at NOAA to springboard yourself into aviation. And now you're getting ready to sit for captain. Aren't you here soon? Yeah. Yeah. The only problem with the captain thing is, uh, like you mentioned, I've got less flexibility with my schedule, which True. I'm not sure if I'm willing to give up. Everybody, you know, money is a status symbol. Right. You know, they, they look at how many zeros are in your, in your check. But personally, and you're like what you were talking about with the contract, your status symbol to yourself is how much free time you have. You, your freedom right. and to say, I want to go see my daughter on her birthday because I can. That's right. That's right. I value time over money. Fortunately, I've been able to acquire assets over the years that allow me to live my life without having to trade time for money right now. Does that mean that I'm a millionaire? No, of course not. But the thing is, I don't need to be. It's less important because I'm able to cover my living expenses without having to go get a job. And in the end, by the time they're done taxing me to death when I was working the job, I love the job. Hell, I love working for Noah. I wish I had never left Noah. I loved working at Noah. I mean, travel around the world, had my own stateroom on my own ship. That was the best job on the planet. Making, oh, I miss that. Making. Shit, at the time I left, I was making around 350 with overtime, 400. Which was triple of what the captain was making. Yeah, I was the highest paid person on the ship, except for the chief engineer. Um, but at the end, the government stole from me. And they took all that, a lot of that money back in the form of tax. So I had to start making radical changes. Moving forward, for this, one of the things that I plan on doing is opening service businesses down in the Florida Keys. Because what I've learned is that, and I, Cody Sanchez is a lot of where I've been following her for years, watching what she does, and she buys up service businesses. Because service businesses, the one thing they usually fail at is customer acquisition. And they also fail at being able to find and hire good people. And that's because they're not willing to pay and train them. So behind the scenes in my, in my free time, one of the things that I enjoy is reading books on buying businesses and acquiring and starting service businesses. Think about, uh, we had a guy about an appliance business on recently. I've got friends that own eight appliance businesses, HVAC businesses, uh, landscapers, you name it. And every one of these companies, the biggest problem they have is they don't have systems in place, right? For example, your crash pad you're a systems guy you're a checklist guy it's where you come from as a pilot so you were able to put together a system so for you to do another crash pad isn't rocket science correct no it's all the checklist so it's all a plan yeah right so the hard part's already done so now it's replicatable you can duplicate it and i knew know about building business and generating leads 
And I've learned that there is a big shortfall down in the Florida Keys. Guys, if you listen to my, my voice, think about looking if you're a contractor or you have a license for something like that. Maybe you're a plumbing person or HVAC or whatever. Look at places like the Florida Keys where there are challenges that keep a lot of people out of those places, but that means there's opportunity for people that can overcome those challenges. I fully intend on the next five years of owning an HVAC company in the Florida Keys, probably a, a plumber, probably uh, some sort of an electric, electrical company, and an appliance repair business in the Florida Keys. Those are some of my longer-term goals. Now, I don't, I'm, doesn't mean that I'm going to be out there doing all that work every day. I'm not going to go get licensed as a master. I work through all that stuff. I can hire people to fill those roles. I can acquire a business and essentially rent the, the licensure of that. But the beauty of doing that, guys, is that I'm taking what somebody's already built, implementing systems that I already have in place for other, other businesses that I've built, and grow over time. And that's how you outpace this stuff. One of the members of our circle group has an appliance repair business. And what Tyler's talking about systems, I'm sure people think, okay, I know it in my head of how to start the new company. That's great. But if you don't write it down, you can't teach your technicians. You can't grow your company unless you properly train them. One of the things I love about what Lance has built, he's a bootstrap guy. He, he's a guy that's been in the appliance business for, that's, that was his, this been pretty much his only job. I think he started work fixing appliances when he was 17 years old. And he's built himself a solid business. He's built himself an ethical business, something you can be proud of. And the one thing Lance does very well is he takes care of his employees. And he realizes that training is the most important element he can add to the equation. So he has now got training systems in place. Back in the days when he first started his company, he didn't have those systems in place. That's because the people that he used to work for didn't have those systems in place. But now as he's evolved as a business owner, what we find is that he now has training resources in place and he's building systems and whatnot. I've actually spent some time with Lance while I've been up here in Tampa Bay, help because I'm, I'm learning from Lance in building some of the systems and replicating some of the systems that he has in place for his business that have been successful for him. Guys, you may think, well, Tyler, how can you own an HVAC company? You don't have an HVAC license. Well, I don't need an HVAC license to own a company. I just need someone with an HVAC license to work for me. So I could buy an existing HVAC company. As long as I have a qualifier in the company that has a license, now I can go hire and train the employees. I don't ever have to break out a set of gauges and do a damn thing. Instead, I just put the pieces together and bring the team together to go ahead and pull this off. For example, Mike and I, we invest in assisted living homes. Are we nurses, doctors? Nope. Now, Mike's wife is a doctor or, or nurse practitioner, same, same, but she's never going to treat a patient in any of our facilities. Matter of fact, she's never going to walk in the door once they're occupied and neither are we because we're not the, we don't fall in the caregiver role. All we do is own the real estate. For that matter, a lot of the people that own these assisted living homes or businesses, they themselves don't actually do the caregiving either. They have administrators in place. Think about carpenters. There's a guy that has a business down in the Keys. I love this business. I wish I would have been the guy to come up with this idea, Mike. The service is he'll come by, he sends a guy by pulling a trailer where they after they follow the trash truck if you're on his route. So if they come to Mike's house in Salida, they know that your trash is picked up at seven o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. So by eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, your garbage pail is sitting out in the street waiting for you to come home from work to pull it in. His business is if you pay him a fee, he'll come by with the trailer and he they it automatically back up to the garbage bin. It grabs onto the garbage bin, picks it upside down, pressure washes the inside of it, shoots it with a blast of air and sets it back down again. So your garbage pail is always clean inside. He did it. For the first few weeks, 
went to work the kinks out. And then he hired a guy right away to do the job. Because if you could pull a John boat, you could do this job. And then as he grew, he just started hiring more people. He's like, here's a van. He went out and spent 20 grand on a little pickup truck or 30 grand on a pickup truck or a van to pull this little trailer. He built another one of these trailers. I had it built. And now he does it all up and down the keys. They call it beauty bins. Sort of this big franchise where, because the one isn't, I mean, it's obnoxious sometimes how bad your trash can smells. Uh, and he came up with this business idea, but he doesn't actually clean the beauty, the, the bins. College hunks hauling junk is a business started here in Pinellas County, Florida. Same thing. Guys that needed some extra money. And instead of sitting on the couch, they went out and leased a Hertz rental truck with a loading ramp, like a U-Haul. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good idea. And they would come to your house and clean out your garbage and they would charge you a fee. Now, junk hauling is one of the huge businesses out there. Oh, it is, yeah. They charge you money to come get your junk. They they will flip it to somebody. So a lot of it, if it's good stuff to somebody, they'll scrap the sheet metal and off they go. Uh, so these are ways, guys, that you can change your 2024. There's more to life than just real estate. Now, the ca- reason why I named this company Cashflow Guys in the first place, notice it doesn't say Cashflow Guys Real Estate. It's about earning income without having to punch a clock. That's the goal. That's the mission. That's where we're going to go in 2024. And that's where I want you guys to start thinking. Think about the kingdom, right? You guys, a lot of folks listen to this podcast used to be part of the kingdom or still are maybe. The kingdom is absolutely about real estate, uh, that group, but it's also about entrepreneurship. And the way the owners have made their real money is not necessarily in their real estate transactions because they really haven't done a lot of real estate transactions as compared to like somebody like, I don't know, maybe Robert Kiyosaki, but instead they own multiple businesses that the business mentorship, entrepreneurship, service businesses, they own all these different entities that all come together into one big conglomerate. And now the owners of the kingdom, I believe are multimillionaires. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll add this story from, uh, I just flew with the captain, right? Well, we, people don't, people are always wondering what happens behind the door at cruise, right? We're just chatting back and forth, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure everything's good. Yep. Once we start our initial descent, then it's game on. But right. when we're just cruising across the country for six hours, most of the time we're just talking business and whatnot. And you bring up Robert Kiyosaki, multiple streams of income, right? Because what we're talking about is different streams of income, how important it is. And uh, we were talking about another captain I flew with. I'm like, you know, she only flies four days a month. I look up to her, I said, like, that is incredible. That's what I want to do, aspire to, so I can have enough time to do something else. And the captain I was flying with, she didn't understand. She's like, you want to know a secret? I'm like, yeah. She owns a dental hygienist company. I'm like, yeah. at first I was going to say, wow, that's, that's exciting. You know, she could do it all, multiple streams of income. But instead, the captain I'm flying with, well, also a girl, that's why it's confusing. She was almost disgusted. Like, how dare she not fly all the time and waste her, her time cleaning people's teeth? Didn't didn't understand it at all. Now I've learned, you know, when I'm when I'm in the right seat, when you're the first officer, the co-pilot, my number one job is obviously to fly the plane, support the captain. Number two job is to be a chameleon, right? I always have to adapt to whoever I'm sitting next to. I right. talk seriously, I, I talk differently. The topics of conversation have to be different. Once I okay, you know, they want to talk about this. She didn't understand multiple streams of income. Instead, she thought cleaning people's t- teeth. How 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 dare she? <laughs> you was disgusted. So being a chameleon, I just shut up. But inside, I'm like, that's my hero. You know, I know a guy that was a dentist, buddy of mine down in Key West. He went to dental school. Hmm. He worked in practice for about a year, learned enough about 
he was the just the dentist under somebody that owned the practice. Uh-huh. Decided that the money was in owning the practice, not actually being a dentist. So now he owns dental practices all over Florida. And when he comes to Key West, he flies private on his own. Yeah. He's got a Gulf Stream. Really? Yeah. And he owns, I think, two out of four of the dentist offices in Key West. Owns a couple houses in Key West. And he flies around the Southeast and he owns these dental practices. And because he's learned that owning the business is wildly profitable. So, guys, for 2024, and I know at this by the time this episode airs, it'll be the 22nd of December. This year, start thinking about ways that you can grow beyond just real estate. Everybody is saying that there are some weird things going on in the economy right now. And that but that doesn't mean that investing is over with. If you're gonna buy rentals, be smart about it. Make sure you're buying for cash flow. Now, am I saying the market's going to crash? I don't know. I have anybody that says the, well, the market will crash or not crash is guessing. Okay. So I don't guess. That doesn't make sense. But really, at the end of the day, ask yourself, does it matter? Because as long as you don't need to sell if the market crashes, then you really can't get hurt. Right. One of the biggest benefits, and I, I want to leave you with this, is don't lose sight of with real estate, is that you get massive tax advantages by owning investment real estate. Massive tax advantages. More tax breaks available in real estate than any other investment sector out there. Matter of fact, it's probably much the only sector out there with the exception of oil and gas that gives tax incentives. Everything else creates tax liability. Unless, of course, you lose money, you go piss away your money in the stock market. You can write that off, I guess. But then you got to lose money to do it. So that's no fun. But for 2024, guys, start thinking about what businesses are out there right now. And I'm not saying that you need to have a million dollars in the bank to go out and buy a, a business. But you can take over someone else's failing business. Maybe you can look at it from a different angle and figure out how you can come in. Maybe start even something small. Uh, one of the things I've learned about the appliance business is that the most of these appliance people, they may be great at fixing appliances, maybe. Others may be terrible at fixing appliances, depending on who you're working with. If you're a guy that can generate leads, you'll crush it in an appliance business. Same thing with HVAC and all these other home service businesses. Think about all the businesses that involve the home, the residents. Mike, how many businesses have you dealt with since you moved to Salida as a homeowner? Lots. You need window screens. You need your windows cleaned, your septic pipe laid, all these different things. There's a, there's a service for that. All of these businesses are potential leads for you to generate cash flow. You don't have to become a plumber to own a plumbing business or to profit off of one. Think about if you're moving, sitting there with your IRA doing nothing, maybe there's a small business person that needs another, another truck on the road. Maybe there's an HVAC guy that's really good at being an HVAC guy, like my HVAC guy is very good at being an HVAC guy. Maybe he's that he could put use a little bit of investment capital uh, to put another truck on the road, and he can pay you a shockingly high return to do so. Uh, so start thinking about things like that. We talked about that before on the podcast, Mike. Like for an HVAC guy, bringing a new technician on, you're probably looking at I don't know, let's say seventy five hundred dollars in tools, but probably closer to ten grand to equip an HVAC truck. And then you got to buy the truck. So that's $40,000. But maybe you make a deal with your HVAC guy. Say, look, I'll front out of my IRA the money for you to put another truck on the road. And then you pay me a 12% return and pay me back in 12 months. That'll probably be a deal that makes sense. Because if you do the math on what it would cost him to go finance a truck and swipe a credit card to buy all these tools, it probably would be cost prohibitive. Maybe he's fiscally conservative, but if you could do some sort of a short-term arrangement where, you know, 
he can get the new truck on the road. You can earn a nice return for yourself and everybody wins. Parting thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah, I'll share a quick story. I think I mentioned it before. My first small business was a van airport shuttle company for federal employees. So the federal government paid me so the federal employees can go to and from the airport. It was great. That's how I got my camper van out there right now. Yeah, that's a brilliant business plan. I still love that. But what what I'm kicking myself is because I look back and I was a federal employee at the time. So I had a lot of connections of how to get it certified. I was literally listed with the Department of Transportation. I didn't realize that was the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like if you weren't well connected, didn't know the phone numbers, didn't know what to say because you were not a federal employee at the time. There's no way you could have gotten that contract. But at the time, I knew everybody. So I'm like, oh, what's the big deal? I, I'm Now I'm on the DOT list. And now I look back, I'm like, you know what? I could have just sold the company because I already, the hardest part was getting on the Department of Transportation list. My DOT number registered with them and the company name registered with them. So the federal government could pay you a check. I should have just sold the name of the company because it's the name only that's associated with the federal contract. So what I'm saying is you go out there and you start a a few small businesses, no matter how small, don't think that you have to run them the rest of your life. Right. Sometimes you might realize, oh, shit, I did something that nobody else can. I could just sell the name right now and pass it off. So yeah, it doesn't have to be that hard. It's not going to be a full commitment the rest of your life. Just like people buy and sell businesses all the time. At the time, I didn't really understand that world. But now that I do... Man, that's what the money is. It's powerful. That's for sure. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up right there. We hope you have a great week. We hope you have a fantastic Christmas. If you're listening to this episode, it's probably somewhere around Christmas time. So we hope you have a great, great holiday and you stay safe and you look forward to a real positive 2024. Make a positive difference out there and make some cash flow happen. Guys, we'll catch up with you next week and we'll talk to you uh, next year, I guess. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.